0: Well, is a violent psychopath, a violent psychopath. He'll dump your headless corpse dump your headless in, the in the bay. bay Catching up with Mike and Joe Guess it's time we start the show
1: Hey, Joey. Hello, Taylor the Latte Boy. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Uh, I'm good. Uh, my name's Joe Batanz. That's Taylor Latte Boy. We've been friends for
2: five, six years. No, well, I met that. you.
1: I met you five or six years ago, but you didn't like me until maybe three or four years ago.
2: No, it's been longer than that. I mean, you figure I, there's been four seasons of drag race. So that's once a year. Mm-hmm. So that's been at least four years. And you and I, about, we've been friends for about five, six years No.
1: Let me finish this first. And and every week we call one another and we catch up. Okay, listen. What we first met at uh uh Pride forty eight. Oh, I was gonna call it Fagcon, but I knew that wasn't the name of it. <laughs> I, I knew that wasn't the name of it, but I was trying to remember the right <laughs> name of it. <laughs> so this
2: is how we're starting okay all right. yeah. Good. 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 Uh, Good. i'm
1: pride 48 oh wait you know what every people in the chat room are freaking out well first of all they're very happy that you're here but yeah. also uh mike is just there's nothing to worry about mike is feeling under the weather today and uh so we're just having taylor sit in so that you guys god forbid you guys not get a brand new episode so taylor is sitting in today for mike who is feeling under the weather today yeah um He got arrested for murdering people.
2: I was going to say he he couldn't get the the, new the new the new roommates are a little savvier (laughs) than the other people who are distracted with the kids. And they're starting to realize we hear him come home with people, Mm -hmm. but we never hear the people leave.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: And there's suddenly he takes really long showers afterwards and he's constantly taking out big Mm -hmm. trash bags of garbage. But we can't figure out he doesn't have a big trash receptacle in his room.
1: And for some so reason, they he to has put like, two and two together. They he has an Asian penis in the refrigerator <laughs> <laughs> that says Mike he has. Lab- you know, like on the when you go to an office, it's in a Tupperware. It just says Mike, right? And it's a and I, I don't know how they know it's an Asian penis, but uh, I think we all know.
2: Anyway, uh,
1: <laughs> I would have gotten so much trouble.
2: I, this I was gonna, gonna say, I, you know, what's worse is I almost had kind a of follow up joke with that, and I decided, you know what, I'm gonna shut my mouth. <laughs> Uh
1: anyway, yeah, Taylor the Latte boy is here today, which by by the way, I want to do this in person. And I, I know I texted you this, but I want to text you in person and tell you this. Fuck you, Taylor the Latte boy. Fuck you. <laughs> I was driving around last week. Mm-hmm.
2: listening well, do you want to, to, to finish how long we've talked we've known each other? Well, we've
1: known each other for five. I I, don't, I agree with that part, but friends. I started with Daniel Brewer Drag Race recap in 2015. You came on the following year with 2016. I would say that's when we started becoming friends. So I'm gonna say four years.
2: Right, but I was on at least one episode. Yeah, but of I didn't like you. Seven tracks did you really not like
1: me? I didn't have a prefer- I didn't have an opinion. No, we had been
2: friends at that point. You know,
1: whatever. No, okay. because I went to another Pride 48 and you and this Bobby Lou, I was trying to talk to you. I remember, and I specifically it was me, you, Bobby Lou, and uh Tyler too. And uh we were sitting there because one of my favorites, me, you, Lawson, Bobby Lou, and we were sitting there and blind guy Jay, I remember being so amused by this. There's a guy at Pride Forty named Blind Guy J. He's actually blind, and we were all talking, and he was he was lying down, resting his head on his shoulder underneath the glass table, and we're all talking. He's looking the other way, talking to us, and uh-huh. I just thought that was so amusing. Anyway, a night, <laughs> uh, and, I, and I remember that. I remember that time. I remember I trying before they all sat down. I tried to talk to you and Babalu, and you guys were just very like. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> And I was like, okay, well I guess because you told Lawson that I was mean to him on catching up. You
2: were, you were mean to him. Now the thing that I love about you the most is that you're mean to him.
1: I know. Oh, I almost told a story that I can't tell because, you know, I'll say this. There are in in mid November I will be willing to say this. There's gonna be I'm I'm pulling a Beyonce. I'm instead of it's I'm climbing pulling a batonce <laughs> in November. That's all I'm gonna say. I was gonna, that's all I'm going to say. Anyway, uh, I was listening to your award-winning podcast, uh, Pod is My Co-Pilot, mm-hmm. and it was the episode – Available
2: at podismycopilot.com.
1: Yeah, and, and wherever you get your podcast, except strangely like not Stitcher or Spotify or something like that, right?
2: I <laughs> still can't figure out how to – Now we're on Stitcher. Oh, okay. I'm positive we're on Stitcher. I can't figure out how to get us on Spotify, so it's – I don't know. But go ahead. I love that.
1: Uh, I don't know how this happened. Amazon Music, or now it's Amazon Podcast, reached out to me before they launched and said, hey, give us your info. And we'll put you on the launch. So we're ready on – Drag Race Recaps are ready on Amazon Podcasts.
0: Really? really? From launch.
1: Cool. Oh, yeah. That means
2: all the old episodes – oh, other. Oh,
1: I can't tell that story either.
2: <laughs> God, there's so many good stories. So this tell. episode is pretty much going to be you starting no, no, to no, tell no. stories and me giggling. For no, no, minutes.
1: I have a bunch of – I'll tell you off the air some okay. of these stories but uh uh anyway so this so. podcast is my cup i'm listening to it and you and rodan you guys are talking about woof clothing correct yes yes and i'm and and now describe woof clothing to me in the audience even though i've heard the reason i'm saying fuck you is i went home and i dropped about two hundred dollars on wolf clothing but but express it to the
2: audience all right so wolf clothing is um it is athletic wear for the stocky man the stocky gay man um so it is a lot of the names of a lot of the things are very much like fantasy inducing for anyone who was in school in the 80s like 70s 80s and 90s kind of thing and it's it's mostly just like mesh like bet ba- like gym shorts or basketball shorts, but they're cut in a way that they are, um, they show a little thigh, and they are of pretty good quality. And they have uh, the ones that I have have zippered pockets that are very deep. Um, they also sell T shirts. Uh, they sell something called a package enhancer or something. Oh yeah, that I saw that. Mm-hmm. I I I I don't have Rodan has and oh, sent does. me a picture of himself with it on in the shorts and. I was kind of like, OK, I mean, you know, did it,
1: did it really enhance his package
2: a little bit? But I think um. it was more the shorts. He, the shorts were a little snug on him at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing I remember is him sending me the picture and me saying I can completely make out the head of your dick in those pants. Oh, so that was very much the uh, and no, I'm not sending that to anybody who asks, but it was very, very much. So so he was trying to convince me to not because I'm walking now. And he was telling me that, you know, when I wear basketball shorts, the basketball shorts, because they're so oversized and they go past the knee, they trap all of the heat. So then it's just it's not good. You should get things that are shorter. And I went and bought a bunch of shorts that were shorter. But then he was like, no, you have to go shorter. So I decided, what the hell? I'm going to throw some money at one of these pairs of shorts. And I will say I really like them.
1: So what happened was uh, I you, you talked about it and I went home and I was like. Oh, what are these things here? Right. Yeah. And then I called a boyfriend of the show, Aiden Dean. Uh-huh. And I told him about what I heard in the podcast and I told him about what they look. He's like, send them to me. And he, I said to him, he goes, Oh, <laughs> and I go, yeah, I'm thinking about getting these. He goes, if you get them, would you take sexy pictures in them for me? And I was like, <laughs> where's my credit card? Not only that, this is what a cheap bastard I am too. I did I did drop about two hundred dollars on them, and that was with the twenty five percent off sign up for emails thing. Yeah. Um I did contact my ad agency and said Go forth, my minions, and get them for me as an as an advertiser so I can get free clothes from Woof Clothing. So we'll see if that works out. I should probably send them this clip.
2: Yeah, no, they, they are really they are nice shorts. They're mm-hmm. the, the thing that I seem to hate most about um, the latest because I I have a lot of like other companies and the drawstrings for a lot of them are for some reason they don't like you go to you go to like tighten them and they immediately bunch up and they like I always feel like. They're not completely tight, whereas these mm-hmm. have the little metal rings on the edges of the – where you put in the um, the drawstring mm-hmm. goes. So I feel like they are t- – you can make them tighter around your waist, mm-hmm. which, you know, is always good for that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm.
1: Well, you know, what's funny is um, – so even that same night, I was talking to friend of the show, Adam Vaughn, mm-hmm. and, I, and, I, and I'm starting to – like, you know, because he's straight – i'm like trying to explain to him everything basically uh that um that what they are talking. i listen pause my co-pilot and they were talking about this shot this thing called wolf clothing and blah 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 and i he goes oh i know what they are (laughs) what and i go what and he goes oh yeah i know exactly what they are i go why and he goes it's actually a funny story He said, I started seeing ads for them on my Instagram, and uh, I clicked on it. I go, oh, these are really cool shorts, but they're clearly aimed at gay men, right? Yeah. Uh And he goes, uh, I'm also trying to find where is my Woof Clothing, 24-hour Woof, been created, import from receipt for your payment points, where? Where is the thing? I want to give him out my, my offer code. Oh, how do I? They, they sent me my code once. I don't know where it is. Anyway, so uh, he goes, so he he goes, this is cute, but these are really, really cute shorts. They're really cool. He wouldn't, he wouldn't say cute. Yeah, They're I was really, going to really, say, that's yeah. an odd for a straight No, guy he say wouldn't so. say cute. He was like, I really like the way these shorts look. You know, Adam Bott has a, a very in-shape body. He's in really good shape. Yeah. So he bought some. <laughs> Oh, cause he figured it out because he follows drag race recap. He thinks that they advertise to the drag race recap Probably. audience. Yeah. Yeah. And so he goes, he actually owns some. And I was like, send me a picture in those shorts. And then he got, re- <laughs> he got really grossed out by that. We've actually had serious talks about that where he gets disturbed when I sexualize him. I've not stopped anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, but what's going on with you, Taylor? You're going to tell me something about your, uh, your dinner tonight.
2: I was going to tell you about my dinner tonight.
1: Yeah, you were like, "Oh, I gotta tell you about what happened at dinner today." Well,
2: no, because we hadn't had dinner yet when you guess
1: when what you said. Like, I'm gonna have dinner, but oh, I got. Uh, and I was like, "No, oh, okay.
2: that wasn't no." Okay, so well, I mean, the big news is we had a uh, new fencing put in the house in, in our yard today. Oh you did. Which was oh. a yes, no, that was a that was a big deal because I had the old wooden privacy fence that was mm-hmm. the original house too when I bought mm-hmm. it. it was 17 years ago and the thing was falling down and it was just horrible. Mm-hmm. So we decided to, you know, put the money down and I wrote a very sizable check today that made me throw up in my <sighs> mouth a little bit and mm-hmm. uh now can we can We please do another
1: season of uh Drag Race recap now Joe.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I'll be – I'll be definitely be uh, whoring myself out for talking about the girls of season 13, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So – but uh, no, it's beautiful, and they did a really great job. It was four guys came and, and worked on it all day, and, mm-hmm. and it was – it's it's really nice. I'm looking forward to being able to utilize the backyard. Now, the problem is Babalu yeah. has delusions of grandeur for what's going to happen with the backyard, whereas I'll be happy with like – it's a patio furniture and a barbecue. I don't and then think, I'll think I've ever set.
1: seen your backyard.
2: So, well you can go to onlyfans.com/tail of the lot never mind. Um yeah, no, it's 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 because there's really nothing, it's just kind of a big empty lot for the mm-hmm. most part. You know, there's a couple of trees and that's it. We we had had a gravel uh driveway at one point, but mm-hmm. that was years ago and it's all since just sort of been like pulverized and it's just sort of grassy and grassy and dirty back there. Is it big? Yes, it is surprisingly big. I mean, I consider it to be big for what the the size of my house, you know, unfortunately, there's not because there's a, there's a garage back there. You know, while I in, I had delusions of having a pool back there one day, it, there's Mm -hmm. really no place to put it because Mm -hmm. the only place that you could actually put a pool one, it would have to be almost like a, um, a lap pole. It couldn't be Mm -hmm. like a full pole, but it would also go right over where the sewer line has to go for the Mm -hmm. city. So that that wouldn't work on a myriad of reasons. So yeah. it'll just be that.
1: I could have sworn you told me there's something going on with dinner tonight, but I will explain that when we're on the
2: show with Babalu. Mm-mm. No, Babalu and I are doing good. Mm-hmm. Babalu and I are doing really good, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Things are going really well.
1: Um. Yeah. So, um, yeah, well, maybe one day when I go to – well, you know, actually – I was telling my friend from um, that actually is a good story I should tell. Maybe they'll tell that in my second story. Let me write that down. Okay, a and, it works in kind of with that. Uh, 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 uh,
2: well, uh. I have I have a question for yeah. you. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you. Okay, so mm-hmm. we th- these guys showed up today at like eight thirty. Yes, I would have blown them. Uh, no, you wouldn't have. And they were they were here till like five thirty at mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. And, oh, oh, I can tell this part. I can tell this part. Okay, so yeah. I have I have a great next-door neighbor, mm-hmm. okay, whose name is Mark. And the way we were originally going to do this, I happened to mention because he saw me. He, he is very much the Gladys Kravitz of mm-hmm. the neighborhood and mm-hmm. which works for me because he keeps an eye on my house like when we're out of town and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So he noticed when I had people coming out giving me estimates – on the, on the place, um, on, on a fencing. So eventually, magically he showed up with cocktail in hand Mm because he's, he's almost like a caricature of like the next door sassy gay neighbor kind of. Oh, he's gay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. As a, Christmas tree. Yes, he's very gay. So he comes out. He's like, you know, what's, you know, you know, what's going on? And I'm like, oh, we're getting a fence. Da, 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 da. And I'm explaining to him what we're doing in the house. The way it was originally going to do it was we were going to have the fence where it was going to be flush with the front of the house. Mm-hmm. OK, and then he we have a picket fence that divides our front yards. Sure. So I had said to him, is it OK if we take. You know, do you would you rather I just kept it on my side of the fence, or should we take down the picket fence and then have it where that way it immediately goes between the two? And he said, "Oh no, take it down. It's fine." So I said, "Okay." So then, like two weeks ago, and it also was going to take like seven weeks for the fence to come.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So two weeks ago, he's like, "Can you meet me outside? I I want to ask you something." So I said, "Okay." Uh-oh. So I go out there, and he says. Where were you going to put the fence? And I said, I was going to put the fence right here. And I kind of show him the line of where the fence was going to be. And he was like, mm-hmm. okay. Because we were thinking about extending our backyard to where the two fences are flush. But if we do that, then our fence is going to go directly halfway between our bedroom window. Like the, like the, the fence line. Your the bedroom window house. or his bedroom window? His bedroom window. Okay. So he's like, would you mind moving your line back a little bit? And I initially said no because I – because then it was not going to be where one side was going to be deeper than the other if you look directly at the house. And then that would make my eye twitch all the time. Mm-hmm. But I also – he he's a really good neighbor and he's also one of those that, you know, if you're on his good side, you're on his best side. Mm-hmm. If you're not on his good side, mm-hmm. he could make your life miserable kind okay. of thing. sure. So – I was very much of the, uh, I don't know. And and I'm trying to do like the, you know, this is your house. This is what you want, but I also want to be a good neighbor. So I kind of throw the blame at Babalu first. Oh yeah. And say, well, I don't know. I said, let me talk to Babalu, but I know that he really kind of wants it this way. So of course I come in immediately tell Babalu what's going on. And Babalu's like, oh yeah, I don't care. You can put it (laughs) wherever. I don't give a shit. I'm like, (laughs) Uh son of a bitch. So fine. So last I get, they're not supposed to be here till next week. They call today. They call yesterday and say, we have an opening in the schedule. Can we come out tomorrow? I said, yes. And then I realized, fuck, I need to confirm this with, you know, Mark to make sure that we can still move the fence. We can take the fence out. And also because he had said, give me time and I'll take care of it. Okay. But now I'm like, oh, my God, they're coming tomorrow. There's no way I can ask him to, like, remove the fence for us. So I'm like, so I'm going to have to ask these guys to take the fence. So they show up first thing this morning and I tell him. You look confused. Am I Am I? Well, no. A... The,
1: the confuse is – that has nothing to do with the story. I'll tell you afterwards. It has nothing to do with the story.
2: Okay. So the guys show up this morning, and I also say to Mark last night, are you going to be home tomorrow morning because I might need to call you because I'm going to ask them if they can remove your part of the fence. Mm-hmm. But I'm also thinking, I don't know if they're going to charge me for that. I don't – you know, sort of thing. And if that's the case and he wants it this way, then I kind of feel like he should throw a little bit of money yeah. their way.
1: The Golden Girls episode with the evil eye.
2: So The guy shows up I'm explaining to him what I want He's kind of going over the contract with me um, And I eventually Like Mark magically shows up When I'm standing on that side of the house And I'm trying to explain to him what we want to do Because I've also paid for extra Fencing now that's not going to get used Mm -hmm. So and I said you know He said could you remove this part of the fence He says yeah So Mark says, that sounds good to me. Everything's great. Thanks, buddy. You know, he's. You know we're really good neighbors. He's explaining to this guy who couldn't give less of a shit, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then he, Mark walks away. I come in. I grab my bag, kiss my husband goodbye, go to work all day. Come home. The fence looks great. There is clearly a large section of the, where they they couldn't just remove up to the slat. They have to remove mm-hmm. the panel of the mm-hmm. picket fence. Mm-hmm. And the panel of the picket fence is about four to six feet. That's still not there. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I, and I notice as I'm pulling up that Mark is walking away from the guy and he's, he's kind of stomping away <gasps> from him. Uh-uh. Yeah. So I do what any good neighbor would do. I kept my head down and immediately just went in the house. Yeah. <laughs> I just figured I'm not getting involved or anything like that. And a few minutes later, Mark calls Babalu. Okay, And which is very weird, but he's like, I'm not talking to him. Cause I said, cause I know I said, Mark just kind of walked away from Javier is the name of the, the crewman. And mm-hmm. I said, I thought that was really kind of weird. So he calls me. So, the, so Babalu just hands me his phone and mm-hmm. says, I'm not talking to him. You deal with it. So I pick up the phone. I'm like, you know, Hey Mark, it's, it's Taylor. I'm, I'm home. And he's like, Oh, I didn't see your car out there. He says, um, so he took down the fence and I said, yeah. And he goes, is he going to put it back up? And I went, I don't know. Did we talk about that? He's like, well, I assumed. He goes, if not, I'm going to have a big hole in my fence. So I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) Like, it never occurred to me that he was going to have to put pieces of it back up. So luckily, he looks out the window. He goes, you know what? He's taking care of it. He's doing it. Uh, So I said, okay, so everything's fine. He goes, yeah, everything's fine. So he's like, okay. So now I'm like, I want to go out and look. Because because at one point, I kind of looked through the blinds. And Mark is back out there like, standing over the guy telling him what to do and how okay. to do it. And okay. this guy's got this like mallet in his hand and he looks like he just wants to turn around and hit my neighbor with the mallet, like at the side of the head. Mm-hmm. So I'm now at this point now that my joyous new fence is just, I'm riddled with anxiety and doing the whole, like I I can't go out and look at this fence. Like I, I don't want to go out there because I, I was I, I just didn't want to be in the middle of like some sort of conflict and and figure and Babalu's doing the whole you have to go out you have to go I'm like I no it's not it's just not an option
1: maybe I'm a little confused but what is what where are you and and Mark in conflict like what does he want that you don't want like what are you because afraid I don't
2: of? <laughs> I, I want him to put the fence back up so that way there is a clear um delineation between the two yards but I also don't want to be the guy that tells the crewmen. Because this wasn't part of the deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to put the fence back up. Yeah. So, I, so I'm so i racking my brain. I don't know what to do. All this kind of stuff. And I'm like, you know what? There's four guys. Mm-hmm. I happen to have four $20 bills. Mm-hmm. I could tip all these guys at the end of the day. Yeah. So, so I. you're so my works. Huh? You're, we all know that you're a mouth of the South.
1: You yeah. Know? Take them all yeah. back in the blowy.
2: Yeah, no, no, I really wouldn't. <laughs> Not oh, you these wouldn't. guys. No, no, because anytime any of us would try to go out to talk to them, Bobaloo or I, we would just get dirty looks from them. So, and at one point, Bobaloo went out and spoke to them because they they were all they were all of Hispanic descent. He tried to say something in Spanish, and that seemed to offend them even more for some reason. Mm-hmm. So we just decided we were going to stay in the house until they were done. Okay. So. I'm like texting, I'm texting uh, Taffy and Rodan and I'm tar- like, do I tip them? Is it offensive to tip them? Do mm-hmm. I, well, like, what do ah, I do? Ha, kind of so, what a dad joke. Anyway, go ahead. What a dad
1: joke. Offensive. To
2: tip oh. <laughs> I'm slow. I'm sorry. It's been a long day. Mm-hmm. So. I decided, you know, and, and I got various answers from mm-hmm. if you want to tip them, you can, but I don't think you should, to you can tip them, but $20 each seems like too much, to all like I, so that it, all it did was it gave me more information than I needed. So, what would you do in that situation? Because I went on Google and it said, should you tip fencing people? I, and there is an answer to it. Oh, there is. And the and the answer is, here, I will, I will send you what the answer is. Okay. It says, um, fence installers are not in the service industry and do not expect you to tip them. They get paid a fair hourly wage for the work. Mm-hmm. Most people also don't tip workers that are self-employed. If the tradesmen are employed, however, about 50% of the people consider giving them a tip. So what would you do?
1: Okay, let me ask a few questions. Maybe I missed this. You hired this Javier directly? No, it's through a fencing company. And what happened? Why can't Mark throw in here?
2: Well, because I wasn't sure if they were going to charge Mark or not. Are they? No, they did not charge
1: me. I would say you should tip them because you're asking them to do something above and beyond what they were supposed to do. And it was
2: Javier was the only one who was doing it.
1: Oh, but I only to Javier, not to the other
2: guys. Okay. Well what I ended up doing was I I rather than give all of them twenty dollars each, I took forty dollars and when I handed him the check, I also said, Please buy your crew lunch tomorrow and me. And first he said, no, absolutely not. I said, please, I said, I know that you had to deal with my neighbor, which he laughed and he went, yeah, he goes, he wanted me to put it up. That's not something we normally do, but I figured it was just easier. So I said, then please t- take the guys out to lunch tomorrow on, on, on me as a thank you. And then he took the money. Hmm.
1: Did you say, have a yourself a lunch on me?
2: Have a yourself?
1: Yeah, because have Javier. Have yourself...
2: Have yourself, uh-huh. have Self. okay, yeah.
1: Have yourself a lunch on me, guys. My, I'll be at the the Improv in Hollywood this Saturday <laughs> at eight p.m. Uh, the with, Chuckle Hut with uh, Greg Proops and not Lori because she has to go to Harley's. Okay, <laughs> uh, I have a question for you, actually, a question okay. for you, and this is actually, I think, I'm glad you're weighing in here because I feel lost and probably would have poo-pooed this, literally. So I had to go deliver something last Friday in West Hollywood, which is about, from where I live, a 45-minute drive. Okay. Okay. And believe it or not, this would not usually be the case, but we are in very strange times. I was very excited about this because I was going to get to be in my car – 45 minutes one way and 45 minutes back i could listen to podcasts i could talk on the phone i could burp the way i just did some water <laughs> like it was just i just don't get to do long drives anymore right. yeah and i was sort of relishing this one time long drive in mm-hmm. fact a few days before just a, about a week before i had done a, a very long drive to chris and mercedes house and loved it that, that one's about an hour away
2: yeah. No, I get that. I I definitely get that right now. As somebody who drives less than a mile to work every day, mm-hmm. on Thursdays I drive to Clearwater, and that's a twenty-five minute, and mm-hmm. I love that drive.
1: Yeah. Oh look, uh, <laughs> I, I wasn't ready for this. I I didn't <laughs> I didn't. Everyone needs. to. <laughs> I gotta hold on. This is uh, all right. Sorry. Big, we don't we don't usually acknowledge the chat room, but. <laughs> yeah, Lori just, Lori just weighed in. Joe is channeling me with the burpee. It's been a while. Yes. Okay. Yes. Anyway. um, So 45-minute drive each way. 45-minute drive. I'm so looking forward to it. So, like, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, like, was prepped for this. I brought two Diet Cokes. I was going to say,
2: you packed a travel bag. Yeah, I basically with, packed a know. travel bag, but
1: not enough. <laughs> And I get this full of ice and I pour in the Diet Cokes. And I'm talking <laughs> to a uh, uh, longtime listener, Hilke, because he is a uh, Dutch gay drag queen. He wants to come, at that point. He has now joined the show, but joined Drag Race Holland. And we were talking. Wonderful conversation. Mm-hmm. So that by the time I get to the place where I need to go to deliver this package. Uh-huh. Okay. I have to pee so fucking badly, uh-huh. so badly, uh-huh. and I it hits me right then, oh, shit, I'm in West Hollywood in a different world. Yeah. So in Los Angeles, just so you know, pre-COVID, it was hard to find a bathroom to pee in. Uh-huh because of the homeless people and they don't want people to say no one can pee anywhere. Uh, huh. post COVID it's impossible. Right. Okay. And the guy I'm delivering the package to has made it very clear. He doesn't want me in his place. He's very like, leave the package in front of my door. Text me when you're outside my apartment building and I will come get the package. Outside. I don't want to see you COVID. Right. He's very okay. Of COVID. So he buzzes me in. First of all, this building is so fucking confusing, right? It's, it's but I'm looking, I'm looking all over the lobby. It's one of those lobbies. And I'm like, is there a bathroom? Is there a bathroom? Is there a bathroom? I do find right. out later there is, but now because of COVID, the public area is closed and locked up, right? Uh huh. So I go up and it's so confusing to find his place, but I leave the microphone. Ooh, well, that's not, well, who cares? I have the microphone. <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, I left the microphone for somebody and mm-hmm. I leave, right? Yeah. I text them it's there. Then I go to the elevator. I press one because I was another floor. And right. What's up? It's, a, it's a, and I had to pee so badly. It's another fucking floor of rooms. Like what? So I go back in the elevator. I go, oh, 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 L for lobby. L, lobby. I hit lobby. I now I'm in some weird ass fucking basement,
2: right? I go, what the fuck? Where am I? So I get back in. First of all, I
1: should have known there's a star.
2: Yeah. Right? I was going to say, usually there's a star next yeah, to where you're for to For G, okay.
1: for ground. Okay. So I hit G, and left me out. So there's luckily, well, no, I think at first, luckily, there is a, uh, a uh, not McDonald's, uh, a construction crew working uh-huh. there. I'm like, they probably have a porta potty somewhere.
2: Yeah. But I look
1: nothing. Right? So finally,
2: there wasn't a porta potty at no, the construction site. No,
1: there wasn't. Right, there wasn't. So finally, I, I desperate. To, I mean, I was literally my bladder was going to explode. Uh, I went to the backseat of my car. I grabbed the. Luckily, I was using a red Solo uh, cup. No. and I pissed so hard. <laughs>
0: in red cup, right, God. like to the point where
1: I was, I was having to look to see because the foam was. Tricking me to see if we're gonna—I was afraid it was spill over the red cup. Look, you—you always pee less than you think you do. Cause I filled this, I—I emptied my bladder, and it only came up to like—I still had like room for ice in the cup, (laughs) room for cream. Uh, No,
2: that—that is something where there are times where I will pee, like I sometimes in, in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. I get up where like you, like it hurts. Like yeah. you, like it feels like somebody is just completely pressing on your, on your lower stomach mm-hmm. and I'll get up to pee and think, well, I'm clearly going to just, you know, hose down the entire bathroom with this. Th- yeah. And then it just like, it's just bloop. It's just nothing. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, 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 I feel your pain.
1: So then I empty my bladder, zip up my pants. There's a lot of apartment. And the buildings. entire
2: construction crew was all standing at the window, watching you
1: <laughs> close. It's a lot of apartment buildings. I exit the car with my cup full of pee. And there's one of those dial-a-ride old people buses, like literally right (laughs) behind me. But I feel they could relate. They are probably like, we got you, buddy. We know how it is, right? So this is where my question comes to you. So I've decided I don't want this to happen to me again. So I'm thinking of either a investing in male urinal bottles, okay, or one, one, one. Luckily, yeah, one that I would carry around in my car in
2: case this happens. <laughs> Buy six or seven and have it like just married signed. Only it's urinal bottles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. Or and this is why I want you to help me out here. What if if I'm going to go to L.A. make like a long trip? I just wear
2: male no. diapers. No. No.
1: Because no. you can get for like 40 bucks a pack of 50 on Amazon, right? And I just let them on. And anytime I'm driving, I just let it go,
2: buddy. <laughs> no, yeah. absolutely not. The male urinal, I have considered doing the same thing. Okay. When I've gone on trips as far as getting a urinal and then mm-hmm. just having that. And then you just kind of empty it out mm-hmm. someplace discreetly. No. Diapers, no. No. No, that, because because honestly, my first thought is one that's gross. Two, does that become a like where eventually at some point it's going to seep through?
1: Oh, does it? I don't know. I've never worn a diaper.
2: I would. Well, I mean, but any t- okay. But I've I worked in hospice care for 15 years. Eventually, there's leakage. Oh, there at some is. point. Yeah. Plus, you're also that's breaking down skin. If depending on how long you're driving for then you can get that to where it's like you get like almost like a diaper rash on yeah. like, your thighs and your mm-hmm. junk and everything. Yeah. So that that's not no no. Just I actually
1: urine. I actually found the a perfect uh compromise in okay. searching for urine bottles on Amazon, which they have a lot of them. They also have disposable urine bags. So where you okay. pee in this bag and then you just throw it away.
2: Urine bags for men. Okay, I'm looking it up right now to see what it looks like. Okay. Car toilet emergency. So how do you... See, what I liked about the urine
1: bottle is if you look up a urine bottle, they're angled. Uh-huh. I, I used to have one, but then uh, the, the the saints, Joe and Betty, threw it away because that it was gross to have one. <laughs> so what's great about them is they're angled. So you just slip your junk in there, and then it, the way it's angled... The pee just goes away. There's no,
2: oh, no, I was in a hospital for multiple weeks a few years ago. That yeah. I got very, I got very familiar with your, with urinals. Yeah. That's, yeah. So I might just get one of those and just, I, I just get one of those. You can clean it out if you need to. Or, you know, I'm seeing in the, I'm seeing in the chat room to just always keep a Gatorade bottle.
1: Yeah. That's astute, girl. That's not, a, but then I'll just rather have the urine bottle.
2: Yeah, but the the urinal, you also have to explain to people if it, like, well, wouldn't roll? Because usually they're, like, square. No, they're flat. They're meant so they don't roll. They're flat. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, but that's also something where you want to be able to get to it easily. Mm -hmm. So, whereas, like, you know, a Gatorade bottle, usually it's, if it rolls a little bit, if it's on the, you can reach behind the seat and get it, usually. But they have those ones,
1: I'm actually even thinking about this, and this might be a compromise, too, where it's essentially a little cup that goes onto your junk. And then there's like a tube and it goes down to... That, the
2: th- yeah, that is, I have, I have seen those before. I guess my concern about that is that would not work for me. I don't feel like that would work for me for a multitude of reasons that as I'm saying this out loud, I'm realizing, t- t- Taylor, shut up, Taylor, shut up. <laughs> mm-hmm. One, I am definitely um, a, one, I am a grower, not a shower. Mm -hmm. So, and right now with the size that I am, I feel like I would be fumbling too much to try to get to it, to try to get the little, you know, condom end on. So it's almost like a condom, um, like a condom catheter sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So, and one of the other things that is, and and you may experience this too, but occasionally when I am like peeing, and especially if I pee in the middle of the night, Mm -hmm. you know, and you realize very quickly That sometimes unfortunately at the risk of being really gross like I'll have a stray pube Mm -hmm. that kind of is in the cross and then that kind of sends things like ricocheting so Mm -hmm. I would almost rather just like have a cup or something that has a larger has a wider mouth than something that could potentially make more of a mess trying to slip this thing on my Mm -hmm. um, hidden dick (laughs) which is the worst Chinese
1: karate we've ever seen (laughs) It was crouching pubes hidden
2: dick. Crouching pubes, hidden dick.
1: Yeah. That's why I like the bottle, because you you can just stick everything in your balls, your dick, everything. Just stick it in this thing and let it go. Let it go. Uh what else is going on with you, Tato the Latte boy?
2: Well, something happened today that that is a topic that you and I have sure. spent many hours talking about yeah are you aware that they've started releasing bon appetit videos again today (gasps) oh no yes anybody we know in them chris morocco is in one pussy so they released three of them um there is one that is the new editor-in-chief and three leadership positions and they're all kind of talking about uh You know, the new Bon Appetit and, you know, all the things that they want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. But it's very, very, we're going to avoid the topic at all costs. We say like a little tiny thing at the beginning, but it's very much, you know, that. And then Chris Morocco has Mm -hmm. one who is and he's making meatballs. He's making week weeknight meatballs. And he pretty much it's a it's a good episode that he kind of did what the other three I feel like should have done. And that he's very open about how difficult the last couple of months have been. And he's trying to support people. And he's also trying to do like, you know, he, you know, what, why he's there and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's a pretty good episode for that. And it's very classic Chris Morocco. But then is it one have... of
1: these things where now there's like a chef that has like the lip spacer, like super black person <laughs> and like, well, an, yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, okay. And they, there is a, I guess a teaser trailer for, I guess, the season. Or Wait, hold on for a attitude. second.
1: I, I hate to interrupt you, but for those of you that don't follow this drama, uh, around June, there was some drama around Bon Appetit, the YouTube channel, when, well, just Bon Appetit in general, when the editor in chief yes. was, uh, let, he resigned because yes. of problematic pictures he took, Photo. but also, uh, just the way he was, favoring white people over people of color and the videos and then they all started to come out and drama happened and a lot of people most of the people have left the channel
2: yes there's only really the only three of everybody that was there before that will be on the air are chris morocco andy baragani and brad leone are the oh. only three that are still going to be on um so but then they showed the new like trailer and they show all of the new people and there's a there's a large number of people, and I think there's only one new white person it's all it's all new people of color so and the first video is a woman um named Chrissy Tracy who is be- she's beautiful for one thing, but she does vegan food and she's very much she did vegan um fried oysters so but but they're they're mushrooms instead of instead of oysters, and she did like uh collard greens. And uh, she did cornbread and she's black. Yeah, she's black. She's Jamaican. She's Jamaican. So and talked about the whole like at one point talked about the whole references of, you know, how black people are sometimes embarrassed to make fried chicken or to eat fried chicken because of the connotations of it. It's like it's very much like she's like putting it all out there kind of Mm -hmm. thing. So mm-hmm. I was curious. I had kind of hoped that you would watch them to get. No, I didn't know. But it's it's interesting. So I've already started following her on Instagram, and I've noticed that a lot of the former Bon Appetit people are following her as well. So, oh, interesting! Like Molly Baz and yeah. uh, Sola, and a couple of other people. So oh,
1: very very interesting. Any else? Anything else going on in your world?
2: No, I just was curious about your take on that about them coming back and and what you think when you think about just the idea of them coming back. I heard you like mutter pussy under your breath when you talked about Chris Morocco.
1: well, I feel that those three like especially Andy Barragani, who is a person of color and also gay like I don't know I just. I have mixed feelings about it because there's a part of me that thinks you could be there and affect change, but then,
2: well, but he also, from the sounds of it, had engaged in some problematic behavior, not about people of color, but about the, the you know, the, the competing with another famous celebrity chef that they wanted to do an article on, and he kind of squashed it because it's another cute gay chef, who Anthony. Anthony. Yeah. Oh,
1: he's not a chef, he's a horrible human being. Okay, I don't but, like okay, this but,
2: Anthony. All right. Okay. I'm just saying. But okay. so that was that was kind of my thought. He Andy Bargani did put something on his Instagram story and now I can't find it where he he posted something and uh oh, let me see. Let me see if I can find it. So he posted, there's still plenty of work to do. And this is still very much the beginning, but I'm hoping you stick around to see some familiar and new faces on BA Video. Be open, be generous, be kind.
1: Have you ever heard the phrase, politics makes make strange bedfellows, Taylor? Yes, I have. So, and I think I talked about this on this Joe Batanz, but I don't know if I talked about this on a much, a much more public show. But a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, two, or three weeks ago, I was approached by my friend Vanessa, uh-huh. Vanessa Rubel, who is one of the co-founders of the Women's March on Washington. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. And she said to me, and she had done this to, she asked me this, she was doing some sort, hosting some sort of event like a couple months ago and asked if I would interview one of the participants and put it on my podcast. And I did it. Thomas. Because Tomas is going to become important later. And so I did it. And then um, she asked me if they wanted to do something called. Well, they were going to call it drag to the polls. Right. Uh-huh. Where they wanted to, people to show up to the polls in drag. And she said, would you, no. would you okay. help? Would you help with this? And I said, Sure. Because to me. It was going to be just like last time. I us have people on the podcast and, you know, help them out. Uh-huh. Easy. You know, I have a platform. I don't mind sharing it for good. Yeah. And as time progressed, I realized that they meant, oh, no, we want you to put this together. Uh-huh. Right. And I was like, oh, I just don't have the time for this nor the energy and whatnot. But I kept getting pulled into these zoom meetings and don't worry, Tomas is going to help you and hold your hand. And I actually, I actually tried to pawn it off and it kind of worked on, um, uh, maybe on a uh, friend of the show, Brett Baxley to do an event okay. where he lives. And I said, this is uh-huh. perfect because this is a young movement. And cause the, the point of drag to the polls is they really want to get. The Gen Zers, the LGBTQ Gen Zers, out to the polls. Okay. Okay. So I'm like, well, I'm a Gen Xer, so I'm yeah. th- I'm the last person that should be doing this. It should, and Vanessa is also a Gen Xer. We should give it to Brett Baxley. And Thomas is also a millennial. He could help, right? I and and in fairness, just so you know, I think Brett is doing everything Brett can do. Uh huh. He's doing his own thing. I don't even know what's happening there. And if he's mad, I'm okay with it he could be because this has been such a disorganized shit show and what i've realized okay Mm -hmm. what i've learned is that vanessa and the people in her organization are great soldiers and if you tell them but it's a conclusion i just came to yesterday if you tell them if someone with a vision says do this they'll make it happen but the right. problem is they have no one that has any vision. And I'm a reluctant visionary, so to speak.
2: <laughs> you should have that on your business cards.
1: Yeah, reluctant visionary. So, I was I I thought long and hard about this, and let's think about this first together. Was do I just bail, you know, and say like, "You know what? I'm just really busy. I didn't know this so much work it would be. I'm out." Or because this is such an important election, do we? Do I triple down and just be like fuck and just fucking just do it, even if it's a failure? At least it happened, right? And yeah, we did something. So I will say in the planning meetings that we've had, the few that we've had, even though mm-hmm. it's still nothing, computer stop. Um, by the way, I have dropped like three hundred dollars today on Amazon Prime Day. Have you done? Have you paid, have You bought?
2: I almost bought a new. Oh, I got an Apple Watch. Um, oh, I almost are they the good doing good deal on Apple Watches? Th- no, they're not doing Apple Watches, but they're doing a lot of the bands. And oh. I found a leather band that I like that was like eighteen ninety nine, but it was on sale for ten. Mm-hmm. But I just decided I don't need to buy any more shit in this house. But mm-hmm.
1: I yeah. bought stuff that I should have bought. Like I bought like a, my my niece's birthday's coming up, and there were some things I kind of wanted to get her, and they were on sale. Uh-huh. And I bought a cookbook that I really wanted. The only thing I bought that was I sort of like I didn't need that was a water pick, but it was like sixty dollars off. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it was like thirty nine dollars. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. So so do do I do I bail or do I push yeah. through? What do you think? What do you think? Because
1: right now this is a thing where like it's basically I will tell you as of now there is a vague idea of what we're supposed to do. But there's nothing. There's nothing. Literally, it's nothing.
2: Okay, well, my first thought is, okay, so they want people to show up at the polls in drag? Is that the whole idea, this?
1: I'm hesitating because I both want to say no, and I both want to say I don't know.
2: Okay. Okay. Because if that's the case, that's going to create problems, I would think, for people that have to show ID and then they don't look like their ID.
1: Wait, hold on for a second. Lori announced in the chat room that she bought a a pet webcam, but she doesn't have a pet. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. Go, yeah. No, 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 so, no, no, so, okay, so let me say this. I think ideally, yeah, they would have like people to show up to the polls and drag. however, the closest thing we have to an organized event, and this is where the politics makes strange bedfellows thing comes in is that um they want to make it a visible media thing so originally it was supposed to be in orlando, but base but what I mean I'm not I'm going backwards. Let me tell you what so far it is. You know those official ballot drop boxes? Yeah. They want to do an event now. This is what we're looking at now for on Halloween in West Hollywood, in the heart of West Hollywood. I already found the ballot box, a perfect ballot box. Is a ballot box at West Hollywood City Hall made almost like a red carpet kind of thing. Where then people would be there and cheer and like, yeah, you go, girl, you go, drop off that um that ballot. Uh, that ballot into the thing, and we all cheer as they do it, right? Okay. And obviously, we want some sort of partner. No, nope, not a fiscal partner, just like a partner to help promote this, right? So okay. the reason politics make strange bedfellows is this ballot box is on the corner of Sweetser and Santa Monica Boulevard. On one corner is West Hollywood City Hall. Across Sweetser, which is a small street,
2: uh-huh.
1: it's Hamburger Mary's. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, so does Joe Batans yeah. mm-hmm. sell his soul yeah. mm-hmm. for the opportunity? To, is is it worth yeah. the good? Yeah. Ah, uh, that's okay. Because the beginning, I'm like, oh, it's only three weeks. You'll be fine. You know, you just push through, and then you at least you know there's an end date. But that also involves you having to go and suck the dick of hamburger Marys. <laughs> yeah,
1: and because it'd be perfect. It's literally right there. In fact, what makes me mad is if it wasn't uh, pandemic. God, what a fucking brilliant idea. Yeah. Show up a hamburger, Mary, drop off your ballot, bring your I voted sticker and you get, you know, 25% off your, your th- great for them. Great for the people you know, involved. There's a have drag queens there. Uh, we really have. Dra- and so I'm going to have to take charge and have a vision. That's one of the things I'm going to work on after we're done with this. But um the other thing, though, is they're off doing So the other people are they're working really, really hard and they're wow. trying to get celebrities who will promote this. And the problem is they're doing a good job, but they're just, bu- but there's, but the part, that's what I'm telling you, they're great at organizing, but I know. So today, this is a real thing. People are going to think I'm lying. Okay. Yeah. But Moss called me today. This is what a dumb phone call this was right on many uh-huh. levels. He calls me and he goes, a uh, question. <laughs> <laughs> question. <laughs> I'm not going to read music. every joke, Lori. Lori had a funny joke in the chat room. Okay, so he calls me. I go hello, and he goes, "Um, we have a celebrity who's we will be willing to promote. Drag him out. That's the name I came <laughs> up with it.
2: Oh, they get that's what oh, drag him out. Okay." Yeah.
1: Uh, that We have a, person, a celebrity who'd be willing to drag, co- to promote drag him out, but uh, she doesn't want to be on camera, so she'll only do audio. And I was like, okay. Okay. Because it's, 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 before this, he was like, big news, like last weekend, big news, we got Rosanna Arquette.
2: Oh, I, wow. I like, oh, the Rosanna Arquette, Ooh. right?
1: I go okay. who is it? I'm already thinking it's gonna be, you know, I don't know who would be, you know, <laughs> like Charlotte Ray's daughter or something like that. And so he goes, Ariana Grande. What? And I go, Are you asking me if I would interview Ariana Grande for my for release it my podcast feed? And he goes, Yeah, she doesn't want to do camera. With. I go, Yeah, <laughs> I'll interview Ariana Grande. You, you'll 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 push through. Yeah. Yeah, I'll put. I'll. i try and figure out a way. What's funny? I don't know what the fuck I'll talk to Ariana Grande about. And but but here's the deal, though, Taylor. Who knows if this is really gonna come true? Right? Like, right. like I, I, there's not even. I'm a, what is she gonna promote? There's nothing to promote. So if anything's gonna happen, I'm gonna have to fucking email Hamburger Marys. I'm gonna have to be the one that finds a way. You know what's funny is, ironically is thomas is an indigenous person okay uh, she's non they're non-binary you know uh-huh. um and uh love the the stars television show viva i found out which was i put it in an air quote created by my cousin richard you know and so that would have been great but also uh-huh. my cousin richard's boyfriend is a unit production manager. Their whole job is to make sure everything gets taken care of. Right. So he would have been an amazing resource. To be like, we need a pink carpet, this and this and this and this. Because the, the organization does have money. I don't need to put any money in. They have money to spend. So that's it. Now, here's the other weird thing. So on Friday, when I was in West Hollywood, uh-huh. Tomas wanted me to drive by and FaceTime him the, the ballot box so we can see what it looked like and everything. Like that. So I did it. And then afterwards. Girl, this is my question. Why can't this shit happen? It's like when it rains, it pours, right? Right. So we're talking afterwards, and he's like, uh, because he's from Colorado, but he's in LA for two months. He's like, Ugh girl. I can't find anyone here who like is interested in me. I've been on all the apps, on Scruff, on Grinder, on uh Uh, whatever, you know, Bumble and all this. I go, I I go, he goes, the fucking L.A. gays are the worst because she's this cute little thing. She's five foot three. Oh, you know, Um, a pocket gay, a pocket gay, beautiful, indigenous brown person. Just like so cute, right? You just Uh throw them around and um, (laughs) and and. I go, well, girl, what are you looking for? I go, have you tried? Because, you know, on these, other, on these apps, you can go, let's see what's in East L.A. What's going on over here? Maybe that's where you need to go. Don't don't be where the white gays are, you know? Yeah. He goes, girl, no, I've done it all. I can't find what I'm looking for. And I go, what are you looking for? He goes, first of all, they need to be brown. I like me a Latino man or an indigenous person. And I'm like, okay. And he goes, and I like him on the chubby side. <laughs> And I was like, I have a boyfriend, I have a boyfriend, I have a boyfriend. <laughs> and so I made it very clear. I was like, oh, well, my boyfriend, he is yeah. so awesome and he is so rad. Here's, <laughs> here's where I got in trouble. And I love this, though. I love this is the best trouble I've ever gotten to in my life. Later mm-hmm. on, I'm telling Aiden the story, right? And I go, I go, yeah, I want you to know, even though I technically could hook up with him, I don't want to because I only have eyes for you. And he goes. What do you what do you mean you could technically hook up with them? Oh. And I go, "Well, aren't we open?" He goes, oh. "No." And I go, "Oh, I thought we were open." And I go, "I just never bought I never thought about cuz there's nobody who ever wants to hook up with me." I just and he goes like, "No, we're not open." <laughs> and I was like, I, he goes, "I'm not interested in anybody else but you." And, and I was like, "Okay, okay." I'm like, and I was just like,
0: Oh, okay. oh, I'm not open,
1: <laughs> you know. So, but God, why you couldn't Sly Fox?
2: Yeah, but why couldn't confirming something to? Yeah, I know. Soothing. I
1: didn't know. I really did think we were open. Uh, okay, Taylor. Well, that's all I got. What do you got going on next week?
2: Uh, nothing really. Just working a lot, and I guess we'll be planning the next thing for my backyard.
1: Are you gonna? Are you gonna put in a spa or anything?
2: No. No we're not big um like I, the idea of like sitting in a hot tub or something like that is not something that appeals to me as as just somebody who doesn't like to sweat per se um or sit in like soupy water but uh we'll, we'll, we'll do something I was actually at one point thought I can occasionally though like like sunbathe now, mm-hmm. and I'm like I could sunbathe with, without any clothes on out there like you know give 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 him a butt what did you what did you
1: have before?
2: The fence was just like there were big, large, like panels that were missing and stuff. Oh. And we had people that go up and down the the alley because we have alley access. Uh, so the Bumblebee neighborhood, yeah, 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 we do. Um, but the there's the the area between the two gates opening is mm-hmm. probably a good inch thick. So while there is a chance that no one would look through, the yeah. one time that I do decide to, like lay would lay out like naked in my backyard, mm-hmm. yeah. I would look up and there'd be a crazy homeless person looking through there, just like going to town on himself which is why he's crazy because he's going to town and stuff looking at me.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Contact Mike and Joe and listen to all of their old episodes at catchinguppodcast.com. Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash cupodcast and on Twitter at podcast. Follow Mike Lawson on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson. And follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance. The theme song was written and performed by Rich Green, and the closing music was arranged and performed by Alex Lefevre. I'm your Auntie Vera Charles saying farewell until the next time Mike and Joe call one another and catch up. It's what they do every single week. Without fail, they never miss a week.